Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Scott. Hey, yo. Is that his younger brother? It's gonna be Jeff. The cream rise to the top for oh, you. Yeah. And you're listening to all of the great action figures from our good friends at Hasbro. The fully postable. Have your own WrestleMania with all your favorite figures. Wrestling figure. He sold separately from LJN. Podcast. And we are the Mount Rushmore of professional <laughs> wrestling. Hey, welcome to episode 308 of the Fully Puzzable Wrestling Figure Podcast. Longest running episodic wrestling figure podcast going today. My name is Jeff, and sitting alongside next to me is my real life brother, not storyline brother, Scott. Scott, say hello. Hello. Scott, how are you doing, man? I am boosted. What does that mean? I have been boosted. I got my booster last night. Oh, nice. How are you feeling? Um, wasn't feeling super great this morning. I got about six o'clock last night and, uh, about 1045, same thing that happened when I got the second shot, just got like super logy after a few hours, just like really tired and arm was really sore about 1045 last night. So about four, almost five hours after the shot, dude, it hit me like a ton of bricks. Just like, okay, body is shutting down. You're going to sleep now. So 1045, I was out, got up this morning when my alarm went off to go to work and body was not having it. I kind of had body aches a little bit. I was still like super logy and sluggish, but like three times worse than the second shot. So I was like, screw it. I'm staying home this morning. So slept in, went into work at about one and uh, feeling okay now. I'm fueled on iced coffee and power punch bang. So that's kind of getting me through. But I guarantee as soon as we're done recording, I'm going to go crash. Are you really? Yes. Yes. Sleep is in my near future. For sure, for sure. But, uh, you know, happy to have the shots out of the way. Go about doing my thing now. I'm uh, broadcasting in 5G. Proud to report that. Super 5G. Boosted 5G, if you will. Scott Fiber. Yeah. (laughs) I have plenty of that, believe me. (laughs) Get the fastest download speeds and upload speeds with you, right? Yeah, (laughs) exactly. (laughs) You have to get another shot to get that reboosted after six months, though. Yeah. And you know, it's funny. We kind of talked about this with the whole shot thing and you know, your, your thoughts are one way or the other on the whole vaccination thing. We're not here to influence you at all. We're just kind of feeling, you know, what's no, going we're on. influencers. We're influencers. We are influencers, but we're not here to like get into the debate, right? I'm not going to, we've kind of told people to go do it, but that, that's your, you know, do your thing, whatever, what I don't want to get into it. We're not trying to pick sides here. Um, I, I have a feeling it's going to become one of those things like the flu shot. And we had talked about this before, but I think it's just going to be like the flu shot. You know, they have this uh, new Unicron or Optimus Primacron or whatever it's called variant. Uh, supposed to be <laughs> more contagious, but less deadly. Right. So it's kind of turning into like a version of the flu almost. Right. Like it, not that it is the flu, but it's it's less deadly. It's just more contagious, which I guess is what the Spanish flu did. It stopped killing people and just became more contagious. Right. But it was less deadly. So it looks like. COVID is now, COVID-19 starting to do the same thing in variants and whatever. So hopefully it's starting to just weed itself out. I hope, fingers crossed. I think we're all kind of sick of this crap and we just want it to go away and be done. And, you know, now we can start talking about the South Park episode about the pandemic 
and how 20, 30 years down the road, it's still here. And we're still talking about, <laughs> I think we're almost in the clear. <laughs> I'm just over it, man. Just be done with it. I'm sick of this crap. It's cool. That's going to be a uh, Transformers virus going on, like yeah. Omicron. I totally thought when they said Omicron, I was like, that's a joke, right? Yeah. Like, that totally sounds like something from Transformers. Like, I'm expecting to, you know, turn into a car and stuff like that. Yeah, it's something like that. It's like Unicron eating all of the other versions of COVID and becoming like the most deadly version or variant. It's, it's crazy, dude. I'm just over it. Like, let's start moving on. So done with all of this. No matter what side of the fence you're on, I think we can all agree that we're just done with this crap. I want a tape recorder cassette to fly out of my chest and turn into a bird. <laughs> yeah, you want it to fly out of your chest. That's it. Sound wave. <laughs> laser beak fly out of my chest (laughs) so uh jeff hardy gets released huh Uh, look i i can't say this is a surprise or this is a surprise after everything that went down at that house show you know he kind of just ran off no explanation no nothing they said he was quote-unquote sluggish i wasn't there i haven't really watched footage of it so I'm not a, you know, I'm not one to speak on that. I don't know what the case was. If it's substance related, I hope he gets help. I read, and again, who knows what the dirt sheets know and don't know. I read they offered him, they being the WWE, offered him help. He turned them down and they released him. So if it's substance related, which he's had issues with in the past, I hope he gets that taken care of. That's a sickness. It needs to be treated. I hope he gets the help that he needs. But... Now, technically, I guess 90 days, he's a free agent. I would hate for him, if it is, again, substance-related, I would hate for him to get with another company, which I don't think it would be any surprise to anyone if he ended up with his brother in AEW. But if it is substance-related, I don't know that jumping right back into the saddle in another wrestling company is going to do him any good. But here's another take. And my co-host on Drunk Wrestling History actually pointed this out earlier. Do you think maybe he just wanted to get out of the WWE, faked an illness or an issue of some type, and got out of his contract? Oh, God. Are we doing conspiracy theories on the show now? Look, I don't think it's any secret. I mean, he was saying how happy he was to be back in WWE. They're using his old music, blah, 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 blah. But was he really happy? I mean, they haven't really done anything with him of substance. Right? Nothing big. He's not in any kind of title picture. He's he's barely featured. He's kind of an afterthought on the roster. He's still a big name. He still sells a crap ton of merch. Do you think maybe he just faked something to, to get out of Dodge? And he did it at a house show so it would be less attention? No. Not to dispute what your co-host said, but I don't believe so. I think that there's something deeper going on. And okay. I... That's my theory. You know, I don't want to get into conspiracy theories on this show and what's going on and stuff. Honestly, I think that it's deeper. And I mean, considering his past, you kind of have to take that into consideration. Yeah. And he did say that drugs were easier to kick than alcohol. Because you can't go into like Walgreens and get Coke. What? cocaine not coca-cola of course you can go to walgreens and get coca-cola but you can't walk into walgreens and buy cocaine but you can go into walgreens and get a bottle of captain or something you know bottle of jack whatever you want 
So he said that alcohol was harder to kick. So conspiracy theory, I hope is true because that's not substance related. It would be more him just wanting to get out of his deal. But yes, past history suggests it is something substance related. His brother said he's okay. I hope that he is. I hope he gets the help that he needs before jumping into the saddle somewhere else. Jeff Hardy can get booked anywhere in the world. Jeff Hardy, like I said, is still a name, still sells a ton of merch. People still pop for Jeff Hardy all these years later. And rightfully so. He's incredibly talented. So is his brother. And again, I I just hope the conspiracy theory part of it is true. But again, if it's substance related, I hope he gets the help that he needs. And I hope he's at WrestleCon. (laughs) I think that's a given at this point. If he's doing okay health-wise, I'm sure he and Matt are going to be at WrestleCon. WrestleCon is going to be stacked next year. WrestleCon is going to be bigger than WrestleMania, dude. Dude, no joke, man. Name-wise, that's going to be bigger than WrestleMania. That's going to have a more stacked roster than what WrestleMania is going to have. WrestleCon is going to be flooded with my cash. (laughs) It's going to be like a vacuum, just like sucking it out (laughs) of your pockets. Right, right. Anyways, uh, if anybody would like to get any of our shirts, head on over to Pro Wrestling Tees or whatamaneuver.com. Net. You can follow us on Twitter, YouTube, Snapchat, and the Book of Faces at Fully Posable, Instagram, Fully Posable, WFP. You can go back and listen to any of our podcasts on Podbean, Stitcher, iTunes, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. Please rate and review on iTunes. Oh. You okay over just, there? Sorry. That was a yawn. That's how I yawn. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's that's how i wake up in the morning i stretch and i go oh it's horrifying (laughs) i know right uh did i say if you can send us any audio questions questions or anything else at all send it on over to fully posable wfp at gmail.com well if you didn't you just did perfect scott this past week we were giving away the elite legends bam bam bigelow figure and are you ready for the winner to be announced yes i cannot wait Would you like a drum roll? Because you complained last week that I didn't offer you one. So I'm offering you one now. Would you like a drum roll? Or would you like me to bust out my electric guitar and start playing like Rick Boogs? You don't have an electric guitar. Ah, you're right. I don't. You have an acoustic one, right? Uh, I used to. Way back when. Sold that to go on a Disneyland trip, actually. (laughs) This past one? Uh, No, 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 no. A long, (laughs) long time ago. Oh, okay. So the winner is at Fig Hunter 24 underscore seven. I don't know who that guy is. Wait a second. Congratulations, Fig Hunter 24 underscore seven. Wait a second. What? His name is MBG. <laughs> Mike Brother Good, I think it is. <laughs> Well, congratulations, Mike Brother Good, Fig Hunter. <laughs> um, so, yes, GBM did win the contest. Look, that's how the tweet draw came out, and that's the bottom line. I'll take a picture of it. You guys can see it if you want. But, yeah, that's who won, and congratulations, GBM. You get to open this one up. I, I'm pretty sure you already have the Bam Bam, so you can open this one up. You can do whatever you want with this, man. Congratulations, dude. That's awesome. And that's a badass figure as well. Oh, it's an excellent figure. Love that one. 
Dude, I was already looking over my top 10 list because we're going to have to do that in a couple weeks. Oh, geez. Yeah, we're right there, aren't we? Holy crap, that snuck up on me. And don't, forget, and don't forget, we have to do predictions too. Oh, right. I'm going to go right out of the gate like I did last year and just hit a single. Of course you are. Just letting you know, I'm going to be like the Ricky Henderson of predictions. I'm just going to get on base. Scott's predictions are boring. Just boring. Hey, I hit on mine though, didn't I? Ugh. Anyways. There's going to be a Dexter Loomis figure. <laughs> See, it was easy. I got on base immediately. I hate you. <laughs> How I hate when you? Scott's right. This sucks. <laughs> but I was already looking over the figures that we have to go through. And I was like, oh man, my top 10 list isn't going to be a top 40 list. Yeah, it's a lot, dude. Back in the day, I mean, God, how long have we been doing this top 10 list now? Five, five years? I don't know. How old are we? Let's see, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20. Okay, this will be our sixth. Three, sir. Three, sir. And with as many players that are in the game now, I think you're right. I think you're onto something. We're going to have to start expanding it from 10 to like 20 because there's going to be so many and so many are going to be left out. Right. We now have, we're, see, we're like in a WWE situation with a bloated roster. Our roster of amazing figures is getting super bloated. And names are being left out. And we need to find a way to incorporate those names. So I think maybe next year we have that conversation. Do we bump this list to 15? Do we bump it up to 20? We might need to. It'll be like a Casey Kasem's top 20. By the way, speaking of bloated, I had a grilled cheese burrito. Oh, excellent. And did you add potatoes? No. Special guest Sean got it for me. But I only ate like half of it. And I was going to take the other half back to Celeste. Wait a second. Because she, Hold on. She, she wants to try it. Okay, stop. Stop. I'm keeping going. I'm so angry at you right now. I felt bloated because of the sodium. Oh my gosh. But remember, Scott, you can't spell sodium without the yum. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm so mad at you right now. What? Taking Celeste home a half of a fast food burrito is not going to do it justice. How many hours old is it going to be before she gets to try? Why didn't you just go to Taco Bell with her and be like, babe, you've got to try this. It's incredible. God, you sound just like her. What, Dude, come on. You eat lunch at noon. You see Celeste around six. You're going to give her a six hour old half eaten grilled cheese, double steak burrito that by the way, didn't have potatoes in it. Oh, babe, you've got to try this six-hour-old burrito. It's amazing. It was in the refrigerator. Oh, my gosh. Even worse, you're going to reheat a fast-food burrito that's half-eaten? Oh, my God, dude, you sound exactly like her. I'm sure all the listeners are right there with me. Hold hold on. Celeste, come here. Oh, here we go. (laughs) I'm bringing her in. Good. Now both of us can bitch at you for this travesty. Hold on. Celeste. This is a wrestling figure podcast. We're about to bitch at Jeff for a half-eaten grilled double cheese steak burrito thing. Oh, she probably has her dumb AirPods in. Hold on. Oh, yeah. Let's pause the show. Go get her. I'm going to trash talk you while you're gone. No, I'm going to text her to come in here. <laughs> Technology <laughs> the, and stuff. The, the sodium really like made me Logie. <laughs> Wait till the booster shot. I've already gotten my booster, dude. Oh, you did get your booster. Yeah, I felt fine. And then all of a sudden it was like, I hit that crash as well. It was like, I was like powering down like an Autobot. I was all, (laughs) I was doing one of those numbers, dude. You transformed into something gray. Hold on. She's here. You're going to be on this episode. Come here. Okay. Hold on. 
Let me wipe this off. I like that she's walking into this with no idea of what she's walking into. No, I'm scared. Okay, hold on. Let me lower the desk, my motorized desk. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Tell Scott what you told me about the grilled cheese burrito. Which thing? About how it can't be reheated. Oh, yeah. No, you don't microwave Taco Bell. Thank you. Thank you. Don't look at me. Tell Scott this. He just said thank you. He understands. You don't microwave Taco Bell. You eat Taco Bell straight from Taco Bell. So, Celeste, Jeff started this conversation with, oh, hey, Scott, I tried that grilled cheese burrito. I'm like, dude, how good was it? And he's like, well, I only ate half. I'm like, wait a second. And he goes, and I took the other half home to Celeste. I'm like, wait a second. You got it at noon. She gets home at six. So at six hours, sitting there in a refrigerator of a half-eaten burrito that you're telling her is incredible and she needs to try it. Yeah, That's disgusting. No, he ate two-thirds of it and he didn't bring it home because he said he was going to. And I said, you do not microwave Taco Bell. No, there's sour no. cream in that. Right. Dude. And then I told him, you owe me Taco Bell. Yes, Thank you. I told him, Jeff, why didn't you just drive her to Taco Bell and get her her own burrito? That's how you do it justice. Correct. Why is Jeff like 42, almost 43 years old and I'm having to explain this to him? Because he got the fresh Taco Bell and didn't care what I got. (laughs) No, I bet in the back of his head he thought he was being super thoughtful. He's like, Celeste is totally going to love this cold ass Taco Bell burrito that I ate two thirds of. There's a microwave. Oh my gosh. No. Bad Jeff. No. Yeah. Next time, just rub his nose in the half-eaten burrito. I will. Okay, you can go now. (laughs) You're welcome. No, I was talking to Sky. He can go now. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to finish the show with Celeste. He's been ripping me this whole whole segment. (laughs) I'm so mad at you. By the way, it was delicious after all that. (laughs) No, good. Well, I'm glad you enjoyed it after you defiled it. (laughs) I didn't defile it. You defiled it. You ate two-thirds and stuck the other third in the refrigerator. Kept it there for six hours. Actually, apparently you kept it there for a day and six hours. Uh, uh, Upon further review, it was about two-thirds. Upon further review, maybe you shouldn't have told me you tried the burrito. We really spent that long on this. This wrestling figure podcast just spent like a half an hour on a double steak burrito from Taco Bell. Oh, man. Where were we going? What What were we talking about before that? Um, Jeff Scott. Hardy, I think. I hope he gets better. Yes, we hope he gets better. Scott, what you got for the Aquanet Minute? <laughs> that's that's quite a segue, dude. Well done. <laughs> Thank you. Well done. So, the Aquanet Minute this week is going to be a band that not a lot of people know about. You hear some of their songs and you're like, okay, I've heard this before. Can I take a guess? Oh, absolutely, please. Tesla. No. Good guess, though, but no, it is not Tesla. Um, You've already said Slaughter, so I don't think you're going back to that one. Yes, I have. You get one more before we move on. And by the way, before you make your guess, I do want to point out Dave, Big Dave, special guest of the show on a certain occasion, also has a playlist on Spotify to the tune of about 19 hours, and it's called Hair Metal. Definitely worth a look. It's got, it's loaded. It's In terms of, like, Taco Bell items, this would be the double steak <laughs> grilled cheese burrito. So you would only listen to two-thirds of the 19 hours? You would. We should mix Luis Rivera's and Big Dave's playlists. I think there's going to be a lot of overlap. Okay. Yeah, I was I was looking through Dave's list and I'm like, oh yeah, a lot of these are on Luis. But there are some that aren't. So yes, that would be a, uh, as they say, a good hole filler, Jeff. All right. So you've already said Doc and you've already said Slaughter. You've already said Warrant. 
Uh, who are you going with this week? This week is Bullet Boys. Oh, going Bullet Boys. Going Bullet Boys from their self-titled album called Bullet Boys from 1988. I bought this one because I liked Smooth Up In Ya. And I was always trying to find like that next band that was going to be huge. And I really thought they had it. Um, they had the look. They had the sound. Everything about them was awesome. But they never really got huge. And I enjoyed this album a lot. I think it's awesome. All the songs are really good. Uh, definitely worth a listen. Bullet Boys self-titled album from 88. Check it out on Spotify. All right. Good job, dude. Thank you. Did you get any toys? Uh, I'm still waiting on my Zartan, the San Diego Comic-Con exclusive. I okay. got a notification that that shipped. I have not received it yet. But uh, that's pretty much it. I did do a lot of rearranging this past weekend. Uh, got my room kind of up to speed. I still need to get my displays done in here. But the TV, the video game systems, except for the old ones, are all set up. I got my Raspberry Pi. I got my, or I should say Peyton's Nintendo Switch. PS4, Xbox One. All that's rocking in here. I got the cable box set up. Soundbar, subwoofer, Alexa. Oh crap, she's going to talk to me now. She's on the other side of the podium. She'd be like, yes, master, what would you like? Oh, she didn't say anything. Dude, your Alexa sucks, dude. Yeah, she didn't respond. She turned blue like she was listening. Oh my God, she's suffocating. <laughs> <laughs> so I did jump in on the Sky Striker. Yeah, good on you, dude. I really wanted to, especially with that last minute crunch and the goals were starting to be hit. The stretch goals were starting to be met. I was like, damn it, I want to so bad, but I... I can't warrant 230 on an item or on a collection that I'm going to be getting out of because I'm not going to be doing the retros anymore. That's part of the retro collection as badass as that sky striker is. And it's going to be so much fun to build if you open it, but I just, I can't 230 is just way out of my price range. Who's opening that? Oh, I'm sure dude, people are buying multiples because you could get five per person. I saw people were opening multiple accounts so they could get more than five. Oh, good Lord. Yeah, so I'm sure that the people that were doing that are going to put a chunk aside to sell, a chunk aside for their boxed collection. But look, the hardcores like me, you're collecting these things to kind of relive parts of your childhood. And a huge part of the fun in that, when you started putting your own stuff together and you didn't have your dad doing it anymore, was putting these things together, putting the stickers on, flying it around, seeing how badass it was. That's going to be so much fun for the people that got in that are actually going to open them up. And I'm excited to see for when people get these and start opening them up and putting them together. This kind of goes into that idea I had for a virtual, uh, the virtual reality game. Uh, well, which virtual reality game? Where like you can go into toy stores and they've got just oh, aisles of yes. like the old toys and you could start yep. buying them. And yeah, that would be amazing to do this virtually. You know, so in real life, you don't have to, if you're an MOC collector, you don't have to open your own stuff up. But it's one of those I'm going to regret later, I'm sure, when I start seeing how awesome they are. Because the box art alone is worth the price of admission. But good on you, dude. I'm glad you got in on that one. And congrats to everybody that did as well. I was, dude, it was last minute. I was like, I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to do this. And then all of a sudden, like, it got down to about nine, eight hours. And I'm like, all right, I think I'm going to do this. Yeah. <laughs> it was yeah, like one of those. All in. I guess I'm going to cash out some PTO. Nice. That's awesome, dude. Congrats. Oh, by the way, the Survivor Series Elite Series is out as well. My coworker Eric saw it at Target. They had Bailey and they had Keith Lee. No Hogan, no Brett. Not surprising. Legends are out selling current roster. I was tempted by the Bailey. I will say that. Okay. I was really tempted because I do like the way that figure looks, but at the same time, 
I'm probably not going to open it up. Gotcha. Do you think so, Keith Lee's going to be the peg warmer because he's not in the on the roster anymore? I could see that. Yeah, that's unfortunate. That's really <laughs> unfortunate. It's a guy they definitely dropped the ball with. We had that discussion already. Yeah, and it's just unfortunate now his figures are going to sit on the pegs, and that's no fault of Mattel's. None. None whatsoever. Zero. Uh, Scott, why don't we just jump into the news? We only got a couple things of news. Chella Toys showed off the Al Snow retro figure. He will be coming with head. The figure looks fantastic. It looks spot on like Al Snow. Yeah. It's tempting. Yeah, it is. And the fact that they have the hand open to hold the head, absolutely fantastic. I love that. And they have the Job Squad t-shirt. And on the back, it says, pin me, pay me. Yes. Outstanding. Looks great. And FTC back in the news. They showed off the renderings for... The one, the only Brad Armstrong. Brad Armstrong will be getting his very first figure from FTC. He will have the American jacket. I forget what show he wore that at, but he will have the American jacket. And so I'm kind of excited for that one because they're hitting my senses with Brad Armstrong. Oh, for sure. A guy that is long overdue for a figure. He's never had a figure before. They didn't even make a Bad Street figure. And that's one that Galoob could have released. Right. Yeah, he was in that era, and they never even released a Bad Street figure. So how badass would that be if FTC could do a Bad Street variant? <laughs> that would be sick, huh? Oh, dude, that'd be amazing. But yeah, I'm, I'm so happy to see Brad Armstrong finally getting a figure. Uh, unfortunately, Brad has passed, so you know, you're not going to be able to get it signed or anything. But it's a great way to pay homage to a guy who really put on some incredible matches and unfortunately never really got that huge push. That you would expect from a guy. I mean, he had the look. He could go in the ring. He just, he was never elevated to that next step. And it's unfortunate. You know, I thought he was a guy that really could excel at that next level. He was just never really given that push. Him and Tim Horner, I thought, were an incredible tag team in the mid to late 80s. And they just, again, the two of them together, they never got that big push. And it's unfortunate, but I'm really happy FTC is honoring him with a figure. When I was watching WCW during the pandemic and I was working from home every day, I remember watching NWA WCW and Brad Armstrong was one of those guys that you were just kind of thinking, what are they going to do with him? He's got something, but how far are they going to push him? Is it just going to be TV title? Is it just going to be US title? Is it going to be tag titles only? And it was never any of that. No, it never was. But you kept thinking it was like, something's going to happen with this guy. There's going to be something in this guy's future, but how far will that something go? Will will he get the TV title, then go for the U.S. title? I don't foresee him ever being heavyweight, but I'm still thinking this, knowing what the outcome was going to be during the pandemic watching this. Yeah, and and sometimes it seemed like they were grooming him for that next step. And they never pulled the trigger on it. Like He is definitely a guy that could have held the TV title. And it would have been completely believable. That guy had great matches. And again, he had a great look as well. He was always in shape. And when he was Bad Street, I think he was even better. Like, he was amazing in the ring. And you always waited for them to pull the trigger on that push. And it's unfortunate they never did. And it sucks. Because I think he could have been a great, as you mentioned, Jeff, a great mid-card champion. TV, I don't know about US, because in the late 80s, that really kind of became like Lex Luger's comfort zone. Right. He, you know, they would put the U.S. title on him repeatedly. I don't know that Brad Armstrong would have really fit there, but like the TV title, the U.S. tag titles, even the tag titles would have made sense on Brad Armstrong. But it's great that FTC recognizes him and makes his first figure. I love it. 
Yep, absolutely. And like you said, long overdue. Absolutely. Scott, we are going to play Everybody Has a Price. Since we don't have much news, we'll fill it in with a game. How about that? Let's do it. Scott, this week we're going to just throw in a little game because we don't have much news. So we decided on Everybody Has a Price. So what you got? Before we get into Everybody Has a Price, I do want to say RIP to Blackjack Lanza. He passed away today. Of course, the Jeff Hardy news is kind of what dominated everything. But uh, Blackjack Lanza passed away today. And pretty influential guy to the to the fact that they basically reformatted the Blackjacks in 1997 called them the new black jacks it was barry windham and uh justin hawk bradshaw later to be known as jbl and pretty influential tag team so r.i.p to blackjack lanza i hate losing legends like that i do as well and normally we'll pick out their favorite figure but unfortunately blackjack lanza never had a figure but i would imagine with those jacks new blackjack figures you could pretend oh that's true very good point So moving on to everybody has a price. I was driving to work today, Jeff, and on the horizon, it was nothing but black clouds. And that usually means a storm is brewing. So would you like to guess where I'm going with this week's everybody has a price? And I will give you a hint. It is not Lance Storm. Ah, it's nothing but hurricane figures. Or Storm Collectibles. They never made a hurricane figure. Nor did they ever make a Lance Storm, unfortunately. It just seemed so ready-made. That's true. That's true. Good point. So, this week, we are going over on Everybody Has a Price, Storm Collectibles, Hulk Hogan figures. And the, the format of this game is, I will give Jeff four Storm Collectible Hogan figures, and he will have to guess the values of them in either ascending or descending order. So, okay. Do you want to hear the figures before you decide which order you want to go in? Uh, yes, I do. But I do have to say this. Bevan Boychuk listened to our show last week, and he was talking about the Big John Stud talk, or he was mentioning the Big John Stud talk. And he went onto YouTube, and he looked at a Hogan versus Big John Stud match. Uh-huh. And in that match, Hogan was wearing white trunks with the infamous blue knee pads from the Bendham. Oh, really? But it was white trunks, not yellow. Not yellow, yeah, because that Bendem, which was ungodly taller than all of the other Bendems, it was like they made a Mega Hogan figure. Oh, correct, correct. He, he was like taller than Andre. Like, you couldn't even have a realistic Hogan-Andre match because Hogan was just <laughs> so big. And you're like, when did he wear yellow trunks with blue knee pads? In this match, he was wearing the white trunks with the blue knee pads, and I was like, that is cool because we were talking a couple of weeks ago about the Randy Savage wearing the blue trunks. Yes. And how we kind of liked those house show gear that people would wear. Yeah. Like you can imagine him wrestling Tito in that gear. Right. And you would only see it on Coliseum home video or something like that. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So anyways, I wanted to bring that up and it's, I'm, it's kind of funny. It leads into storm collectible Hulk Hogan figures. Yes, it does. And do you want to hear the figures first or do you want to guess or do you want to decide on ascending or descending order? Well, I'm going to go ascending. Ascending order. Okay. So you're going to start at the bottom and go up. No, I'm going to do the opposite. I'm going to descend. 
Okay, so you're going to start with the most expensive figure and work your way down. Oh, wait, no, I want to go left to right. Or would you like to go up, up, down, down, left, left right, right, left, left right, right, be a start. A start. I could do that. You could That's do that. Good. I could do that. That's actually really good. Dude, this is like the Jeopardy episodes on SNL where Sean Connery is messing with Alex Trebek. <laughs> so I'm about to hit you with a, will you stop? Sorry, sorry, sorry. I'm going to descend. Descending order. So I will let you know ahead of time. And this was shocking to me. No recent sold listings for the one sixth Storm Hogan. Wait, the tall one that I bought? Yes. No recent sold listings. I searched Storm I searched Storm Hogan, one sixth, sold completed, no recent listings. And then I went Storm Hogan twelve inch, no recent listings. Oh, maybe I need to put mine up there. It's it's one of those things that's kind of a crapshoot, right? Because there's nothing to go off of. Now, you Correct. might be able to adjust it to show past like six months or something to see what recent sold is, but you can look at the ones that are currently up there. I believe there's a black and white Hogan going for like uh-huh. 600 bucks. Oh, dude, what? Yeah, which is way more than what you paid. Now, I don't know if it's getting a lot of activity in terms of watchers or views, but yeah, I think there's one up there right now for like 600 bucks. Oof. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's good to know. That's good to know. So mild spoiler, no 12-inch Hogan's on this list. (laughs) You're dirty. Sorry. All right, first up. Storm Hogan in the American-made shirt. Okay. Hollywood Hogan, version one. Not the second one that came out that was black, red, and white, but this will be the first one that was like the black and white Hogan. Okay. Next up. Storm Hogan and the Hulk Rules shirt. And if you will recall, Jeff, that was the common out of the three that their most recent releases. Yep. And last, of course, Hulkamania Hogan Storm. And that would have been in the white trunks with the red Hulkamania shirt. Okay. Well, since I'm descending, I'm I'm going with my numero uno, and that's the Hollywood Hogan figure. You saying that's the most expensive? Most expensive. And you would be incorrect. Now, keep in mind, these are most recently sold on eBay, and you would be incorrect. You're not far off. That is not number one. Oh, man. I thought for sure that was number one. I used to see that figure going for buku bucks. Okay. Yes, and these are all mint on card, and keep in mind, these do not include ones that were made an offer on, because they don't show those. They have like a line through them, so you don't know. So these are like confirmed price sold listings. Right. Right. Okay, um I will go Hulkamania with the red shirt, white trunks. As number 1? Yeah. Again, incorrect. Oh, I suck at this game. Holy crap. <laughs> that leaves two. <laughs> I could tell you the price of elites. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I guess I'll go the American made. And that would be correct. Would you All like right. to guess the sell value on December 4th? For the American-made Storm Hogan. I'm going to go 165. Oh, you're so close. Lower, though. 155. Sold on December 4th for 150 bucks. 150, okay. 150. And I think when those came out on RSC, they were like $40, I think? Something like that, yeah. Yeah, so he's up to 150 MOC. 
So the next one, I'm going to go Hollywood. And you would be correct. Would you like to guess how much Hollywood Hulk Hogan Storm sold for? And that's version one. Sold for on November 30th. 115. Mm, higher. 131. Oh, so close. On November 30th, Hollywood Hogan version one Storm Collectibles sold for 129.99. Okay. Then I'm going to go Hulkamania with the white trunks. And you would be incorrect. Haha, just oh. kidding. No, oh, right. I was like, really? <laughs> I just wanted to keep the running theme of you being wrong. <laughs> no, you're correct. That would be number three on the list. I'm going to go $95. Higher. 115 uh, Lower. 107 Close. On November 7th, Hulkamania, Hulk Hogan Storm Collectibles in the red Hulkamania shirt, white trunks, sold for $108. Okay, so that leaves Hulk rules, and I'm going to say 88 bucks. Higher. 98 bucks. So close. On November 24th, Hulk rules Storm Collectibles. Hulk Hogan figures sold for 100 even. Oh, 100 even, huh? So let's just break that down real quick. If you had bought that set of three when they released, that would have been, I think they were selling the three of them for like 100 bucks. Yeah. You're at 150. This is $487. I actually just did the math. Well, that would be for all four of them. Yes. Okay. Oh, you're talking about just the three. Yeah, just the three that were the most recent releases because they released them as a batch of three. Or you, you could buy them individually or you could buy all three. I bought all three and I think it was like $100. That's $150. 258 bucks. Uh, No, $358. Oh, whoops. I forgot to carry a one. <laughs> Crap. Wait, stop me if you've heard this before. <laughs> Jeff is great at math. That's that's a really good... And that's why there are dollar signs on our wrestling figures now. Because of things like this. That's a set you could have bought for $100. And if you sold it right now, you're more than tripling your money on that. Almost quadrupling it. That's insane. But if you've got them in hand and you're looking for a quick buck, start looking at eBay. Now, I will point out the Hulkamania shirt in the white trunks. Uh-huh. There was a damaged card that sold for like, I think it was $70, $60, something like that. But where Hulk Hogan's head is, it had ripped down. So Hogan's head was like a flap on the front of the package. But other than that, it was all sealed up. And I wanted, that went for about, I want to say it was 60 bucks. Damn. Yeah, so almost half of what a really good card went for. You're starting to see when these Storm collectibles come out, you want to jump on them sooner rather than later. I really thought the Hollywood Hogan would have been higher because yeah. that figure that figure used to go higher when it was just that figure. When it was only Hollywood. And then even when they came out with the red, white, and black Hogan, yeah, it didn't depreciate the value of that Hollywood figure, the original Hollywood. But when the other three came out, it looks like it kind of pulled down the Hollywood figure a little bit. It did dip it a little bit, but I think that that first one is better than the second one. I really like the black, red, and white one. I do. But I think yes. that, that that just basic black and white, the very first one they came out with, man, that thing's a home run. But you're right. It looks like maybe the value did dip a little bit. Wow. That was fun, dude. Yeah. I thought you might enjoy that. It would have been cooler if we'd done hurricane figures. <laughs> okay. Well, I have an idea for next time then right now <laughs> no not right now oh i don't have notes on that come on oh well we better get into wwe elite series 39 then let's go talk about it 
Scott, before we get into WWE Elite Series 39, we want you guys to follow along at home with us over on WrestlingFigureDatabase.com. Over there, they have almost every figure ever made. There is so many tabs to go through. You've got WWF, WWE, WCW, uh, AWA, other toy lines of wrestling figures all over at Wrestling Figure Database. But the one we want you to focus on this evening is WWE Elite Series, Mattel Elite Series 39. So again, WrestlingFigureDatabase.com. Dylan, if I haven't said it yet, by the way, Merry Christmas to you and your family. Scott, let's hit up WWE Elite Series 39. Yes, sir. Mattel WWE Elite Series 39 consisted of the British Bulldog, and he was packaged with his entrance cape. What I loved most about this one... Oh, by the way, before we start getting into these, should mention that this is new style packaging. It's that red and black packaging yep. that we all know and love. And uh, I would say this assortment way more than made up for the previous two. I definitely agree. Yes. But the way that they styled these, it was your typical elite box. But what they did is, if you're looking at the package over on the left-hand side, it kind of had an indentation that went down. So it was like a square up top, comes down, but on the left-hand side, it went in and then dropped down and met with the other side i thought that was kind of cool it was a different type of style of packaging um it was very unique and it's actually some of my favorite i will say that i'm looking at them right now that's why i was able to describe them jeff would you say it's a nice package it's a beautiful package i like that there's a big clear window on the front that is great for signatures yes and the Shockmaster. San Diego Comic-Con was also in this style package. That's right. And also, Hall of Fame figures were in this style package. The WWE Network's figures were in this style package. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you're right. To this day is one of the best elite packagings that they've offered. Yeah. So we talked about the British Bulldog. He came with his entrance cape. Uh, I will be honest. This is my favorite figure out of the assortment. I love the pose that they put him in. It showed off the length of the cape. And I loved his gear. I loved the braids in his hair. Everything about this just screams British Bulldog. This is my favorite figure in the set. Love it. Spoiler alert. Yeah, spoiler alert. Right out of the gate, too. This one's my favorite. Next up, we had Damien Mizdow. He had his black trench coat on, was packaged with a pair of sunglasses. Under the coat, he wasn't going commando. He had his white trunks on and (laughs) his white boots. Hey, you're never too sure. Guy in a trench coat. That's a little fishy. Next up, Dolph Ziggler. Packaged with his white IC title, an It's Too Bad Polly Pocket style shirt, and he was in his gray trunks. Sting, and he was in black tights with a red shirt. He was in his black and white face paint, had a black and red trench coat, and his signature black bat. Psycho Sid, entrance vest, and he was in all black gear. And last but certainly not least, my second favorite figure in the assortment, the Godfather. He had green pants and a black tank top, had a purple hat with a yellow feather in it, green vest to match the pants, a cane and a necklace completely pimped out. That's the Godfather, and that rounds out Mattel WWE Elite Series 39. I agree with you. The British Bulldog was the best figure, followed closely by the Godfather in this one. This was a great series, like you said, made up for the previous two. Totally. I mean, 
that's not saying much after last week's, but <laughs> would you call the previous two assortments a shit show, Jeff? Oh, disaster. Dumpster fire, dude. Yeah, totally. But this series, as you said, more than made up for it. I mean, you put in the British Bulldog with that entrance cape where he had his arms open. The way he was packaged in box had his cape like wide open. It had yes. the Union Jack flag stretched out. I thought that was awesome. Yeah, beautiful. And it's one of those things when you're a mint on card collector, you really appreciate a pose inside the box or yep. inside the package because you're not going to open it and put him in poses yourself. So the fact that Mattel basically did it for you here, love that and really showed off how great this figure is. Yep. Sting, his first offering at an Elite, awesome. Godfather, awesome. Sid was okay. And then Dolph is just Dolph. But overall, great great set. Yeah, I love it. And great way to bring in the new packaging as well. That's coming out strong. So Mattel really hit a home run with this assortment. All right, let's go back to eBay and let's do the last sold listings. British Bulldog with the Union Jack entrance cape. Last sold listing was December 2nd, dad's birthday, for $64.99. Damien Mizdow with the trench coat and the sunglasses. Last sold eBay listing was December 4th for $8. (laughs) It is no longer the Wade Barrett line. It is now the Mizdow line. (laughs) $8. Now, I got to say, I got to say this. The previous sold listing before this one was $9.99. So that one still beat the Wade Barrett line, (laughs) which kind of sucks. I hate seeing this because I always liked Damien Sandow or Mizdow. I always, I thought he was a hell of a talent. I thought he made Raw entertaining so many times. He still is a hell of a talent. Let's not cut him short there. He's in the NWA doing his thing. Uh, True, but I mean, like, Going back to his WWE days, I hate to see his figure that you can now pair off with the Miz that came out a couple series ago. You can now pair them up because I don't even know if they had a tag team. Did they have a tag team name? No, I don't think so. No, he just became Miz Dow instead of Sandow. Right, right. So he was fantastic, but I hate seeing this, but it is now known as the Miz Dow line. But look, if Miz Dow is going to be at uh, WrestleCon... You can get his elite figure really cheap to go sign. <laughs> Either one of them where he's in the blue or this one. Yeah, that's right. Although he might sign it Aaron Stevens. Who knows? That might not be true. I think they can sign their their WWE name. Oh, that's good. Okay, cool. Yeah. It's stuff I've heard. I, I don't know if true, but <laughs> stuff I've heard. Gotcha. Dolph Ziggler with the white IC title and the Polly Pocket style t-shirt. Last old eBay listing. October 17th, loose, complete, because there were no carded, for $24.99. A loose Dolph Ziggler figure went for more than Ms. Down. <laughs> <laughs> That's so sad, dude. It really is. Sting, black and red trench coat, bat, last sold eBay listing on December 4th for $69.91. Sid, entrance vest, last sold eBay listing, December 5th for $25.00. And the Godfather with the hat, vest, cane, and the necklace. Last sold eBay listing was November 17th for $56. These figures were high in price, minus Sid and Mizdow. Yeah, especially Mizdow. Holy crap, $8. You paid 20 for them at retail. I know, dude. 
people were like, I just need to offload this. I'll take whatever. <laughs> oh, and that sucks too, because I saw a loose set of Miz and Miz Dow and the loose figures together looked incredible. Like they were so cool with the black trench coats and the sunglasses. They just, they looked cool. And apparently you can get one mint on card for eight bucks. I, we're starting to get into some good figures coming up here pretty soon. So Yeah, but I'm not sure about values on them. That's honest. I don't know the values on them. But this is when stock was very plentiful. Because we're talking like 2015 right here. Yep. 2015 to like 2016. You were seeing these everywhere. And don't forget Toys R Us was still in the mix. And Toys R Us pegs were clogged. So I don't know how values on these are going to go. It'll be interesting to see. And did you notice the correlation as our show was picking up steam into 2015, into 2016, then pegs started to dry up? That's right. They couldn't keep it on pegs because of us, dude. I mean, I'm going to just pat ourselves on the back. (laughs) Wow. Look at you. I'm going to smack my own ass on that one. (laughs) Toot my own horn on this one, dude. (laughs) Jeff, this is kind of a wrestling figure podcast. So we right. should we should say you're going to Barry Horowitz pat yourself on the back. Even though Barry doesn't have any figures, just Barry Horowitz pat on the back. Not a slap your own ass. Barry has never had a figure. No, he hasn't. That sucks. I know it sucks. Tell me about it. Man. Talk talk to me about it, Scott. T- tell me how bad it sucks that he doesn't come with a jacket that has a huge handprint and an arm able, able to move to the back to pat himself on the back. Tell me about it. See, that was a ready-made Hasbro action. And we yes. never got it. How would he even been posed? How would they even been able to do that? <laughs> his arm would have been like at a grossly grotesque angle behind his back. <laughs> Like he's trying to get an itch, you know, like that one spot you can't just get to, you know? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Scott, we are going to round out the show with the listeners. What you say? Let's go talk to them. And I just want to hear from my people. Tell me, can I hear from my people? I just want to hear from my people. And I just want to listen to the listeners. Before we get into the listener segment, actually, this just came up during the break. Does getting a figure signed hurt the value or help the value? Scott and I were trying to figure this out, and we'd love to hear what the listeners think. Do you guys feel that getting autographs on figures hurts the value or adds value? Scott has his opinion, which was, it does not, right? It does not harm the value. Absolutely not. And we were specifically talking about like Hasbro figures, MOC, like you had mentioned that red card Brett that you would love for there to be a Brett signing that you could attend to have him sign it. And then you were like, but he's going for this much. Like, should I get the signature on it? And I don't see how that would harm the value at all. If in my mind, because maybe I'm such a huge signature mark. If I was going to be in the market for a figure like that, for the red card, Brett MOC, and I had the option to purchase it for X amount of dollars as is, or higher X amount of dollars hand signed, Again, maybe I'm a huge signature mark, but I would go for the option that is hand signed by the person represented on the card. It's not like, and I I made this comment to you, it's not like you have somebody else signing the Bret Hart card. You know, it's not like Repo Man signed on the the red card Bret. That would obviously (laughs) decrease value. But if it was the person of the figure in the package, I would pay more for that. That's my opinion. 
if Smash signed on a red card Brett, that is definitely one of a kind. So, <laughs> Yeah, it would be the only one in the world. <laughs> Nobody else would have that. Uh, we want to hear what you guys have to say. Does it hurt or does it not hurt? Does it hurt when it comes crashing down inside? <laughs> I like what you did there. Scott, our first audio comes from Justin Summers. Let's see what Justin's got to say. Hello, Scott and Jeff. This is once again Justin Summers from Wrestling Cheers with my bi-weekly question. And I have a question for you that comes with an update. My question for you is, have you ever forgotten something at home that you were supposed to get signed at a show or an autograph signing? Unfortunately, I'm a very recent victim of this. Talked about last week or two weeks ago that I was going to be seeing... Jeff Jarrett at an AIW show. And I already met him before, but I wanted to get a figure signed. So I went out, got one off eBay. It was sent to me, I believe, a week or two before the show. I was excited to be able to add another autograph figure to my wall. And well, this show was on Black Friday. Had the day off from work, doing a little bit of redecorating and organizing in my office here, which has... All- a lot of my collections on display. You know, I was putting some figures on the wall, reorganizing like my Ghostbuster stuff, but also getting ready for the AAW show. And unfortunately for me, as many times as I would grab the Jeff Jarrett figure and like put him to the side, I didn't put it with a lot of my other stuff that I was taking to the show and I forgot it. And I didn't realize it until I got off the highway by the venue. And at this point, I'm about 40 minutes from home. So I knew it would make no sense to turn around, drive all the way back home to grab it and go back to the show. It might have been fine. It might have been fine. But I do have a pet peeve or a habit of getting to shows early, talking with friends, hanging out, whether it be before doors open or after doors open. Something I like to do. There were two toy vendors at the show. Neither of them had a Jeff Jarrett figure. So that sucked. Hopefully. Opportunity presents itself to meet him again. Might not be at AIW. Then again, it might be. But I know not to make this mistake twice. Normally, I'm on top of that stuff, but because I was doing all the stuff in my office, it just screwed me up. So, have you guys ever had the misfortune of leaving something at home and then regretting it? That will do it for me this week. You guys are awesome. If I don't get another submission before the end of the year, Merry Christmas. And happy holidays to you both and to the whole fake life community. And I will take my answers off the air later. Thank you, Justin, for the uh, submission this week and happy holidays to you as well. We truly appreciate that. And we truly appreciate all of the support you've given us since you found the show. Thank you for sending in the bi-weekly submission. We look forward to it every two weeks. To answer your question, no, I have not done that, but I can see what you mean about only doing it once. Because I can imagine the horror as you realize what you've done. Like that awful empty feeling like when you've left something behind. Oh my gosh. I can't even imagine. What I do to avoid this is a night or two before the event, I'll actually throw my stuff into a bag and either leave it by the front door or I'll actually stick it in the car. Because I have a huge fear of like forgetting stuff when I get to a signing because we don't get a lot of them around here. 
So the few opportunities we get to meet people, we don't know when it's going to happen again because the West Coast is very different from the East Coast in terms of the amount of signings. Even the last six years we've done the show, Jeff, I think you can look at how many we've had on the West Coast versus how many on the East Coast. And it's like 100 to (laughs) 1. Seriously, we don't get them out here very often. So it's a huge fear of mine because I don't know when that person's going to come back or if they're going to come back at all. So like two nights before the show, I've got bags packed. Everything's ready to go. And that sucks, dude. I feel horrible for you that that happened. Justin, Merry Christmas to you. Happy holidays to you. I do have one story that I did leave a figure back behind. Uh, It was 2017. There was WrestleCon in Orlando. I was meeting Harlem Heat. I packed my King Booker figure. I packed my Stevie Ray figure, but forgot my Harlem Heat Booker T figure. Oh, dude. That was the figure that I left behind. I was scouring through the suitcases of wrestling figures that I brought and I was like, I know I packed Booker. I know I packed Booker. I know I packed Booker. Well, I did pack Booker, but it was King Booker from the earlier Elite Series that we talked about. I did forget the Harlem Heat one. However, I made up for it this past year in 2021 when Booker T was at Stockton Con and we were able to meet him there. So now that figure is signed here up on the wall. So I am so happy that I was able to get it signed. But yes, that was the one figure, like I Scott talked about, I had that panic attack, like, <gasps> where's this figure? And, you know, sure enough, too, when I get home from Orlando, of course, I, at that time I had the flu when I got home from Orlando. But when I got into the back room and I looked, there's Booker T resting up against a box. So is that one of those things, Jeff? Like, of course, like Justin said, you only do it one time, right? Would it inspire you to maybe do a checklist when you're taking that many figures to an event? It would definitely help. Put together a spreadsheet. One thing that I will recommend is if you are going to any WrestleCons where there's going to be a huge gathering of wrestlers and you have a ton of figures, what I do is I have two screens at work and two screens at home. What I do is I have a Microsoft Word document up on one screen And then I have WrestleCon page up on the other. And what I'll do is I'll type out everybody that I want to meet. I'll print out that page because I I hate trees. I'll print out that piece of paper. (laughs) This is true, since you were a kid. (laughs) And I will go through and I will pick off each figure to make sure I have everything. I learned my lesson from that Booker T thing. So um, the other horrible thing is, is not knowing somebody is going to be there and you show up and it's like, Oh wait, here's Lanny Poffo. And I have his genius figure back at home. I didn't know he was going to be here. That kind of sucks. That happens quite a bit at independent shows where you're just like, I'm going to show up and I I already know somebody's going to be there. For example, let's, I'm going to throw out Rich Swan. Rich Swan's going to be there and I'm going to get his elite sign. And then you show up and then somebody that used to be in WWE just all of a sudden is camped out down the way. That's yeah, the worst feeling. Suck. Dude, I didn't know Ultimo Dragon was going to be at an APW event that I was at. And I just sat there going, wait, Ultimo's here? And everybody's like, yeah, Ultimo, uh, they they booked him last minute today. And I didn't know he was booked last minute today. And I have his Jax, uh, Jax RA figure sitting in a tote waiting to be signed. Oh, and that is such a badass figure. Small window on the packaging, though. 
I'd still make it. You know, he'd, he'd make it happen. Of course. Of course. <laughs> yes. So, yes, that's the one time I had forgotten a figure. Here's a new one that I started t- noticing. You know how I get those card cases signed? Oh, yeah, for the Hasbros? Forgetting that somebody had a Hasbro and you show up to an event and you're like, crap, he has a card case. Oh, dude. I've done that a couple times, dude, where I've shown up to a show not even thinking oh, crap, he has a Hasbro. I could have brought a card case. Well, the way around that is just pack extra card cases. I've started, honestly, I've started thinking about doing that, yeah. Yeah, there you go. Yep. Justin, again, Merry Christmas to you and your new wife. Congratulations to you both. You get to spend your first Christmas together as husband and wife, so congratulations to you two and Happy New Year. Scott, next question comes in from... Josh Thompson. Josh Thompson says, Hey, Jeff and Scott, JT here, back with that bi-weekly question. Before I get into my question, I want to thank you guys for your answer last time. While I don't plan on cutting off Mattel completely, I am planning on taking a break from them after I buy Carrion Cross and Keith Lee Elites. Though, this has more to do with me wanting to sink my teeth into AEW figures and save money on the side for MLWs if those come out. Speaking of figure lines, if Super 7's New Japan wrestling line is canceled, do you think we'll see another New Japan figure line? Well, I'm still holding out hope that the radio silence is due to Super 7 having trouble producing the figures due to the shipping problem. I do think that if the line ends, we will see another New Japan line rise from the ashes. Forgive me if I sound too hopeful here, guys, but I feel the stars are aligning for this. We are seeing some Japan guys get wrestling figures, just about everyone has hopped aboard the Wrestling Figure Express, and I'd like to imagine that AEW is giving New Japan a crash course in marketing difference between the East and West, opening up the possibility of not just New Japan figures, but other merch as well. But what do you guys think? Dude, could you imagine Hasbro jumping in the game? I don't think Hasbro would jump in the game for New Japan. Plus, Hasbro has so much on their plate right now that they're just hitting home runs on that I don't even think that they want to move over to wrestling figures anymore. Like, I honestly think they are so focused on the gold mines that they have of G.I. Joe, uh, Marvel, uh, Transformers, Star Wars. Star Wars. Wait, Hasbro has Star Wars? Hasbro. Oh, okay. So, Yeah. They have so many gold mines that they need to focus on. I don't think they want to take on another one in wrestling. You could be right, but it looks like maybe Nerds Clothing is going to be jumping into the New Japan pool a little bit. We saw that they had the Jay White. They had the, uh, oh gosh. The teaser for Takahashi. Takahashi. Thank you, Jeff. Yeah, maybe that's who pick it up or who picks it up and we get them in Hasbro form instead of the full scale. But what I don't like is that Super 7 has been announcing a lot lately, but they're not announcing anything for New Japan. And that's concerning. Again, I hope, as JT said, that the radio silence, maybe it doesn't mean anything one way or the other. You know, they want to get their Series 2 shipped out to everybody. Then they'll address Series 3. But with the hot and heavy announcements from Super 7, from their Thundercats to Turtles to the newly announced Animaniacs, there is so much coming down the pike from them. Maybe they just decided to get out of the wrestling figure game. I hope that's not the case because I think that their New Japan figures are incredible. But man, I I hope they haven't gotten out of the wrestling game. 
I'll leave it at that. There's no information or news one way or the other on them, but I really hope that they're staying in the wrestling figure game. Uh, They're going off in a lot of different directions right now. I think they might be overwhelming themselves. Kudos to them on their Animaniacs figures, although I can't justify spending $55 on those. Same. As, As bad as I want those, dude. Like, everything in me is like, go buy those, go buy those. I just can't. But they're beautiful. But at the same time, Super 7 is going in so many different directions right now. I don't know if New Japan is even uh, at the forefront or even if they still have the rights to make New Japan figures. Yeah, we don't know the terms of the contract, like how many series, how many years. We don't know any of that. I hope that there are going to be more coming out. But if they lose the New Japan license, I don't know who's going to pick that up. If it's not going to be Hasbro, it could be another small company, like kind of how Jazzwares came out of nowhere to get the AEW license. Um, Again, Nerds Clothing has Jay White and Takahashi that they're going to be releasing. Maybe they start grabbing more NJPW names to release in that series. I think that would be cool. But I really like the format of the Super 7 NJPW. I hope that continues. Don't forget, Boss Fight Studio is still out there. That is true. But Boss Fight really seems to be with the uh, Masked Republic. They seem to be more with the Lucha figures So that would kind of be a shocker, actually, if they jumped into the New Japan game, too. Yeah, you never know. You never know. That is true. But what we do know is that that rounds out episode 308. Want everybody to check out Wrestling Toy Tracker. If you guys are in the hunt for any LJNs, Galoobs, Hasbros, and you want to make sure you get a fair market value, check out WrestlingToyTracker.com. Also, check out our buddies Breaker and Bane over at Breaker and Bane's Power Hour where they have retro talk, wrestling talk, comic talk, movie talk, and they just talk. A lot of entertaining talk, we might add. Absolutely. So check out Breaker and Bane's Power Hour as well as Breaker's side projects. You know it's fake, right? Where he just had Steve from PPW on. Very nice. And TB Toycast where they're talking random figures all over the place. They had just discussed the ECW old San Francisco toy maker figures. Very nice. We love Travis and breaker around here. Love that show. Yep. So TB toy cash, you know, it's fake, right? Also check out our buddies over at doing the favor with Eric and Barry. They were back this past week, stronger than ever putting out a banger of a show. So check them out over at doing the where you can listen to the show, but you can also check out the SKUs and UPCs for targets and Walmarts. Check out Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast with Steve and Eric. I messed up and I forgot to check my iPod, Scott, which is not near me, and see what show they just put out. So That's I, weird. Uh, That's not like you to forget the iPod. Don't you roll your eyes at me, you jerk. <laughs> How dare you. Sorry for being salty. Can't spell sodium without the yum. <laughs> Thank you. Nice callback. <laughs> Thank you. Also, check out our good friends, Marco, Seth, and Sheena over at the Chick Foley Show. Happy holidays to you guys over there and the youngins. Also, you just heard Justin earlier with Wrestling Cheers. Check him out. He actually just had Hornswoggle on. RJ over at Ringside Rant is having some guests on also, so check his show out. Marty and Rucker are putting on an entertaining show over at Boots of the Face. Tim's pulling up a chair with the Fig Life community. And Scott, what you got for Drunk Wrestling History? Give us a follow on Twitter at Wrestling underscore Drunk. Our most recent episode that dropped this past Friday details the events 
of 1991 when Ric Flair showed up on WWF programming with the big gold belt managed by Bobby the Brain Heenan and how shocking that was, the details that led up to it, the blowout after the fact. Pretty entertaining show. I had a lot of fun doing it. Because we're Drunk Wrestling History, you can download our shows wherever you download your podcasts at. We're not always accurate, but we're always drunk. Details the events. Yes. Like what led up to it. The event, like what happened. Over at WCW and then... Yes, exactly. And then what happened after the fact. Like how, how did that all get resolved? By the way, I listened to the Wrestlers That Weren't episode... And a uh, good call on Outback Jack being on the show. All you did was mention him and his LJN figure. So I actually applaud you for that. Thank you. Um, I must have been pretty drunk during that show because I don't remember mentioning Outback Jack. You did. You did. Look at me go. Still talking about my <laughs> wrestling figures, no matter how hammered I am. Yeah, because you were drinking black and water on that night. But Shocking. Uh, I know. But are you going to switch over to Slipknot Whiskey? I can't find it. It's online only and I don't want to buy alcohol online i don't know i'd rather go to the store and get it immediate gratification (laughs) sir it's also pretty expensive online too speaking of expensive alcohol online dude kiss obviously has now gotten into the alcohol game because gene needs to have his fingers and everything they have a (laughs) bottle of rum that they are charging 250 dollars for I'm like, does it come autographed? Like, what's what's the draw? The draw is the bottle and the box are glow-in-the-dark and inspired by creatures of the night. That's great, but that is not $250 great. <laughs> Hi, I'm Gene Simmons from KISS, and uh, I want you to try our $200 rum. <laughs> Thank you, I'm Gene Simmons from KISS. <laughs> and, and, and if you die from alcohol poisoning, you can sleep in our KISS casket. Also, you can purchase our Kiss casket, and then you can also put, purchase Kiss condominiums and the, the the townhomes that we sell. And if if heaven's on fire and you get burnt to ash, we could put your ashes in a Kiss urn. <laughs> is there really a Kiss urn, by the way? Of course there is, dude. It's Gene Simmons. Kiss is on everything, dude. Literally everything. Also, check out our buddies, Marty and Sarah Love Wrestling, and every single day, Ryan Buds does trivia. Buds, Scott Rokal. Yes, going to throw it out again, as we do every week, to the great Jason Wolf. Give him a follow on his social media art accounts at The Art of Jason Wolf, or head on over to his website, Doyle, that's D-O-Y-L-E, draws.com. The man does custom Hasbro figures. The man does amazing artwork. He does our artwork. If you need artwork, Jason's your guy. Or if you want to check out some sweet customs, Head on over to his chop shop at doyledraws.com. Not going to drop a name of what his most recent figure is, but needless to say, I love it. I want it. It's incredible. Great job again, Jason, as always. We love you over here. You know we do. Enjoy all of our talks, but head over to doyledraws.com. Support the great Jason Wolf. And Jeff, that rounds out roll call. And after being ridiculed by my podcasting host, my real life brother, and my real life girlfriend, this past episode on episode 308 because of a stupid burrito. So stoop, stupid. How dare you? And for episode 308, Scott, anything else? How <laughs> dare you? Look, you can insult the Macho Man Slim Jim figure all you want, but how dare you disparage the name of Taco Bell, sir? 
dumb burrito got me yelled at. I've never eaten Taco Bell again. Wow. I get yelled at when I eat Taco Bell. Celeste, it's okay. Just roll with Shannon and I. We eat at Taco Bell all the time. <laughs> we don't need Jeff. I've heard that so many times. <laughs> Mom and dad used to say that all the time. Eh, just leave them here at Jemco or Sears or service merchandise. We don't need Jeff. And no matter how many times we tried, you kept finding your way back home. To kind of throw back to the holiday movies. Remember the mother in Home Alone where she's all, Kevin! Mom is all, oh no, I forgot Jeff. And she starts walking <laughs> towards the uh, security was always like, ma'am, you forgot your kid. And she's like, oh, thanks. Damn it. <laughs> Hey, to be fair, we always left you in the toy department. That is true. That is true. <laughs> I would be standing there looking at... Dad would always be like, hey, stay right here. Do not go anywhere. And I would be planted in front of like the G.I. Joes or the wrestling figures. And then Dad would yeah. walk off somewhere. And I'd be like, okay, I don't need any of these wrestling figures. I already got them. When's Dad coming back? And Dad would be like over at the, <laughs> over at the car parts or the guns or whatnot. Or the Playboys. <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah like when we went to town and country liquors to load up on our wrestling magazines <laughs> and ours are on one side of the rack and dads are on the other and he's like all right kids pick out your magazines i'll be on the other side <laughs> <laughs> they did everything but make you walk through a beaded curtain to get to them <laughs> oh great times so it's got for episode 308 anything else stay safe stay healthy fig life since 2016 and happy toy hunting. I want to thank everybody for listening to episode 308. Hashtag Fig Life. Adios. Uh, yeah. Fully Let's go. Jeff and Scott, the Tomb Brothers, busting out the ring. But we don't take it out the box, MOC. Happy toy hunting, we'll see you next week. We're the OGs of WFP. Fully poseable, thank you all for listening. It ain't no storyline, real life siblings. So everybody go and do your toy spotting. Hashtag Fig Life, adios from the Kings.